Hello friends, welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman. I'm a certified trauma recovery coach and I'm also a survivor of abuse in a queer relationship. I'm here to help you figure out what's really going on in your relationship to help get you out and on the road to recovery. Today I'm gonna to talk to you about when you know this person is horrible and either when you leave or maybe if they discard you, all of a sudden your abandonment wound is going crazy. Um, it's pretty yucky. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And when we really think about it, we feel stupid. We're like, what's wrong with me? Why do I feel this way? And so we're going to kind of dive into what that looks like. I'm going to share some examples of how I felt um, when I left um, and started to have that feeling and what I did to get through it. Before we dive in, I will do my struggles and successes. Um, my struggle is actually, I'll go ahead and update you because a couple weeks ago, I talked about um, that trip to Boise that I was supposed to do for an interpreting workshop. Um, I'm an American Sign Language interpreter, if you don't know. Um, I didn't end up going. I was like, maybe I'll update you. I don't know. But I didn't end up going because everything just kept going wrong. And it was nothing horrible, but it was a lot of like, it was like a domino effect of little things. And I was like, you know what? It doesn't make sense. Luckily, I was able to get my... Uh, like get refunded on pretty much everything that I had booked. Um, and so it turned out okay. And so the struggle is that, again, it's just really hard to have a career or, you know, have projects and things like that when you're a single parent, a full-time parent, a whatever you want to insert here. Um, it's very difficult. And um we do sacrifice a lot and we do miss out on a lot of things and um, it's okay for us to feel that way. It's okay for us to feel so grateful for our children and happy and be so willing to be there for them and make those sacrifices. And it's also okay for us to like, be um, sad or disappointed or frustrated or whatever feelings come our way when we are dealing with those kinds of things. My success is that it turned out to be a really amazing weekend. My kiddo and I did some really awesome stuff. We got to watch the eclipse together. I hope you got to see it too. Um, we harvested our mushrooms that would have been like floppy and weird had we left for the weekend because like I didn't think about the timing of that when we started. We had a mushroom kit from the farmer's market. All turned out fine. Um, we ended up going out to the mountains. We just did all kinds of stuff. We had a lot of fun. So it turned out to be a really awesome weekend and I am grateful for what we had. Also, like I've had a lot of changes that came out of nowhere. I'm making a lot of changes. Like as we speak, you might notice I'm in a different location. I am moving. Um, and it happened really quickly. So I almost feel like maybe the universe saw it coming and was like, you're actually going to need to be home right now because you're about to get some crazy news. So, um, yeah, so struggle and a success right there. Um, okay, let's dive in. So I'll start with my story. I usually do that. I usually start with like my little, hopefully, I wish it wasn't relatable for any of you, but hopefully something that kind of sparks that feeling of, oh my gosh, me too. Okay, help me make sense of this. Um, that's why you're here, right? That's why we're all here. Um, so when I, I left, I'm the one who left. And this person was very dangerous. They were physically dangerous. Um, they had been targeting my son, trying to like get my son to go away with them, um, and things like that. They were, um, coming after the dog that you can see if you're watching this in the video, there's Pip right there in the background, taking a nice rest. She's happy, healthy, safe. Um, we all are, but, um, there was just a lot going on. And so I left, I went to Indiana. I had a friggin' red eye flight. It was all crazy at the time. Um, because I was so desperate to get away. And I knew that if I didn't leave the immediate area, that it was going to keep going on. The behaviors that they were displaying 
would keep happening. And even if they quickly replaced, quote unquote, replaced me with someone else and were, you know, a lot of times with abusive people, when they do have that new person come along, they put everything they have into pursuing that person and trying to hook that person quickly. So they might leave you alone for a little while, but also um, they can still stay in touch with you. They can use that person to make you jealous. They can make excuses to see you anyway. Um, they can use you to make that person jealous and insecure so that they start off the relationship, blah, 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 blah. So I knew I needed to get away and I knew I needed to go no contact. So I got away. I was in Indiana. I was with my family and it took me, um, like, I believe like, it's just, is like seared in my head. We got on the flight October 3rd. I will probably remember that for a long time because we were like fleeing. And so we got on the flight October 3rd and that morning I was like, today's the day I'm going no contact. And it took me not October 3rd, that whole week went by into the second week. And it took me until I found out that they had made their move on the new supply to go no contact. And even after that, it took me like two, three more days. Um, if you don't know what new supply is, it's just a term that a lot of people use for this kind of abuse when it comes to a new victim, a new person that they're targeting, a new person that they're eventually going to abuse. And it's called new supply because um, if you think about it, it's like the person is getting supply from that from whoever they're abusing in the form of attention, control, um, power, all of that stuff. So it's like, if you think about like stocking up for a hurricane and you've got your toilet paper and you've got this, and you've got all those are supplies. It's kind of what they do. They have supply. And we say like, uh, like I have a whole episode about like the supply shelf or the supply closet or something like that, because if that one's not good, they're getting rid of that one. They're pulling one off the shelf that was from two years ago or five years ago or whatever. So that's new supply when I say supply. Um, so I found out about the new supply. Um, I did not mean to find out about the new supply. It was kind of an accidental thing. Um, also kind of saw it coming. Um, yeah, kind of saw it coming. It was leading up. They were starting to like flirt with this person before I left and talk about this person before I left and like come home late because they were talking to this person at the gym and all that stuff. So I kind of knew that this would happen, but all of a sudden, this person who I was desperate to escape from, this person who, like, I had dabbled in no contact, like, I didn't block them, so that's an issue. That is going to hold you back because the temptation's still there. They can still reach out, but I would go two, three days without contacting them or responding if they messaged me, um, and then I found out about this, this other girl, and it was, like, all of a sudden, my world was turned upside down, and this, this sounds crazy. Like, if you're if you've never been through this, you're like, why though? Why would your world feel turned upside down that an abusive person who you're trying to escape from finally moved on and might possibly leave you alone? Because that's how the trauma bond works. That's how an abandonment wound works. You could be like, have you ever dated someone who you don't even like that much? Like maybe you go out on a couple dates and you're like, I don't think this is going to work. And then they ghost you or they tell you it's not going to work. All of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I kind of do like him. I like, it's literally just your abandonment wound. Like, <gasps> this person didn't pick me. Oh no, they're leaving me. Oh, nobody stays in me. Oh no, whatever. And that's from childhood. Like even me talking about this stuff might be triggering some of you. I should say it's probably from childhood because I don't know each and all of your stories. So a lot of us have an abandonment wound from childhood or, you know, experienced childhood emotional neglect and things like that. So we get that feeling of panic when someone doesn't want us or when someone is leaving us or whatever. And so I did feel that. And I did. Um, one thing that I do want to talk about more in another episode is like my, um, I do already have an episode called like, am I the toxic one? And I talk about the difference between my behavior versus theirs and how you can tell if you 
are responding to abuse, reacting to abuse, maybe not being your best self because you are being abused and your nervous system is whack versus the abuser or toxic. Um, so definitely check that episode out if that's something that interests you. Um, but I want to do an episode about like, um, kind of the ways that I behaved, um, and like giving examples of how I behaved. And the thing is, again, a lot of people would look at that and be like, you are toxic. You're the one who whatever. But I think that it's really important to talk about because, um, never in my life before or after have I behaved in that way or like said those things and acted in those ways. And I've kind of talked about it here and there. Um, but I think we should dive into that a little bit more, um, because you might've done the same thing and you feel crazy and you feel wrong and you feel bad and you're like, I am toxic and all of that stuff. So I would like to dive into that another time. But basically I ended up messaging them and I was upset and I was like, I don't know, maybe I still want this. And, um, you know, why, why are you going for, for them? Like they're married. I don't understand why are you doing this. Like all just, all just like, like be them back and forth. Like you sound crazy. I sound crazy. I, um, I have a lot of screenshots, um, that I really, if I stop talking about this stuff, everything I have is getting deleted. Actually, that's not true. Cause I, I do want to write a book someday. So, you know, I know I'm like babbling today. I have it all like put away for, if I like want to talk about something, I can reference it. Um, and so I was reading some screenshots the other day. It was when I was like wanting to talk about what I went through with Pip and the things that my abuser would say and do and all the like hoovering tactics and whatnot. And I was reading some of the messages that I sent as well. And I was like, this is embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. Like here you are like still wanting to talk to this person, still wanting to support this person. And of course this person is like, oh yeah. Oh, I don't know. Like I want to pursue them, but I feel so bad. I feel so guilty. And like, I don't know. Like, I think I like them, but like they're married and just like games. They were getting supply out of my jealousy and my fear and my sadness. They were trying to use me as their therapist not really, because they didn't feel guilty at all. Like they were going to do what they're going to do. Right. Um, but I was in it. Like I was falling for it. I was having these like spiral conversations with them. And I could tell that like by their calm that they were like, this is exactly what they planned. They wanted me to find the information that I found about the new supply. They wanted me to get jealous. They wanted me to reach out. They wanted to do all this stuff because I was breaking away. I was going a couple days, no contact. Right. Um, and so like when I'm reading it now, I'm like, oh, Lindsay, you fell for it. Like, look how calm their responses are and how level headed. And they look like they are so mature and just like trying to move on with their life and trying to like pursue this new person. But again, just like grappling with those feelings, which again, you guys red flags with that, because if you're trying to date a married person, mega red flag, I don't care what you say. Absolutely not. That is a huge red flag. I don't care if it's your freaking soulmate. If it's your soulmate and you're a healthy person, you're going to wait for them to get their shit together and do some healing and separate everything and have respect for the other person and like be like, it's my soulmate. I have time. If you're pursuing a married person and it's not like an open relationship type thing, that's a red flag. Two, um, oh, I forgot what the other one was. There was another red flag there. Anyway, if I remember, I'll circle back. Um, yeah. Anyway. If you listen to it, you might've heard the red flag and you can point it out to me. You can send me a message and be like, I heard the red flag. It was this. Um, cause as I was speaking, I was like, Ooh, yeah, you can see it. But anyway, 
So I fell for it and I'm going with it. And like, if you were to, if you were to call me right now and tell me that you were doing that same thing, I would be able to see it. And I'd be able to call it out for you and be like, okay, this is what's actually happening. And this is why, and this is whatever. Um, I looked like the crazy one. And that is all because my abandonment wound. Again, this person who I desperately wanted to get away from, who I did not want a relationship with, who I was afraid of, who was abusing my son, who was abusing my dogs, who was all this stuff, right? I was like, no, I can't believe this. You're moving on, which you guys, that's to be expected. Very rarely, I think, will an abusive person not almost immediately have someone to quote unquote replace you with. Um, but after like two or three days, um, and luckily when I saw the conversations that they were having with this person, I could see the re repetition of the pattern. Like they were saying the exact same things they said to me, the, um, like, I've never felt this way before. Oh my gosh. Like, have you ever just felt so connected to someone you can't really describe it? And like, oh my gosh, I'm so tempted by you, but I better not just this like teasing and taunting and back and forth and like love bombing. And I was like, this is literally like, this is just more proof and you already have enough proof and you don't need any more proof. And I was able to talk myself through the abandonment wound. And I was able to talk myself through all of that. Um, and ended up going no contact three days after I found out. And I have stayed no contact. In fact, tomorrow, as of this recording, it will be two years, no contact. So um, basically, um, it can be really hard because a lot of times we don't understand our childhood trauma. We don't understand our reactions. We don't understand our like initial wounds. Like I don't remember what they all are. There's the abandonment wound. There's the, um, okay, I'm just gonna look it up real quick. I probably should have looked this up before. Um, Okay, sorry, I can't do this. Okay, um, if I think of it, I'll, I'll add it on here. But there's different kinds of wounds. Okay, abandonment, got it. Rejection, humiliation, betrayal, and wound of injustice. Those are the five main wounds from childhood, and some of us have multiple ones. Um, I would say for me, like rejection and abandonment was a big one. Um, and so, and it can be really hard to know and understand that you have one of those wounds or several of those wounds and to understand what that looks like as an adult and why it's there and that it doesn't have to still be there. All of that can be very difficult, but if you do know, if you can slow down, like whether you're still in it, whether you're right now where I was two years ago, where that abandonment wound was rearing its ugly head and I was getting ready to just block on all devices and all whatever, um, or whether it's been five years and you're sitting here like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. You know, I still don't understand that, or I did have to figure that out or whatever. If you can slow down and sit with each of those wounds, abandonment, rejection, humiliation, betrayal, wound of injustice, this is humiliating to me. This is a betrayal. This person is rejecting me. This person is abandoning me. This is unjust. This isn't fair. Those wounds. And sit with that and think, what is really like, what makes me want to just shatter? What is killing me? Because these are such powerful wounds when you have them. What is my pattern when I look back? Oh man, yeah, there was that one person that I met and hung out with three times and they didn't want to date me and they would have not been someone that I would have wanted to pursue. But when they said, they were going to see someone else or when they ghosted me, I went wild. I was crying. I was whatever, right? 
look back at your old patterns and try to figure out, or I don't know, there might be tests and try to figure out what your childhood wound is. That way you have that information and you can say, this is my abandonment wound. I do not want this person. I do not want to be abused anymore. I don't want to live like this. This person is not abandoning me. I even made a TikTok about that. It was like when you finally leave a toxic relationship, but then you find out that they move on. And it was like, I always feel like somebody's watching me or whatever that song is. And, um, and it was like the abandonment one was like, uh, like watching at that time, because I understood about the abandonment wound. I didn't fully understand about the trauma bond, although I had that terminology already. And I, I knew enough that I needed to like really sit for a couple of days and just like let it happen. So it wouldn't fester. Um, but at the time I just thought like, that's what was going on. I was like, oh, I just have this abandonment wound or whatever. And then as I left and the further out I got, and as I broke the trauma bond and the fog started clear, then I started to be like, oh my gosh, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. This was abuse, like looking at more resources and stuff like that. But that's the point is a lot of time when you're in this, whether you know it's abuse or not, you're very aware of how you're acting and reacting and you're, you're scared and you're like, why am I so attached to this person? And why am I crazy? It's like the trauma bond, of course, which I've talked about before and you've seen other people talk about, um, but that abandonment one will get you. And it will cause you to try to hold on to that person, even though you don't want to. And it's probably caused you to go back to them several times because uh, maybe they started talking to an ex again, or maybe they told you they were going to download Tinder or maybe whatever. And your abandonment one goes, uh-uh, no, mm -mm, mm -mm, I can't handle this. I was rejected or abandoned when I was a child or neglected or abused or whatever, even though you're not conscious of that, probably it takes a lot of work to figure that out. Um, and a lot of us don't have those tools. And so you're like, nope, no, I'm going to stay. I did it. I did that. I stayed several times because I was afraid of them being with someone else, of them finding someone else. Um, and then you get to the point where you're like, please go find someone else. I really don't want you to harm anybody else, but please get the heck away from me. Um, so I hope that makes sense. I hope that helps. If you've been there and you did what I did, which again, kind of embarrassing, right? Like it would be embarrassing if we didn't understand what this was and why it works. Um, and of course how the trauma bond works. It makes sense when you're trauma bonded to somebody that you're gonna freak out when they find the one quote unquote, cause that's what they're going to tell you, right? Oh, I've been waiting. Oh, you make, this person makes me feel like I can be happy again. Oh, this is the answer to whatever, blah, blah, blah. It feels yucky. But if we can really dig deep and think about all our journal writing and all the screenshots we have, shots we have, and all the things that we've finally maybe confided a little bit into other people and our actual memories, because even though we gaslight ourselves and they've been gaslighting us, we do remember a lot of things that they've done and really dig deep and really hold on to that um, and talk yourself through it. And again, I'm here. There are other coaches. There's more information. It doesn't have to just be from me. But if you're listening to this and you're like, crap. I have that and I'm getting ready to leave and I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I know this is going to rear up and it's going to get to me. Reach out to me. Um, you can go to calendly.com slash Lindsay Goodman. You can do 30 minutes. If you just need a little pep talk, 60 minutes, we can do a six week program. If you're like, I got to get out, I got to dig deep. I'm going to have to have extra healing after this. To be honest, all of us could use a year program after what we have gone through. Um, unfortunately it's not always that accessible and easy to do that, but I'm here. Um, if this sounds like this is what you need, reach out to me. Um, I will be there and we will work through it together because I totally get it. I totally understand. It's so hard. It's so complicated. It doesn't make sense, but it also makes so much sense. So 
I hope this was helpful. I hope this was validating. I hope that this can be um, some more information that you use as you try to escape your abuser or as you continue to heal. And as we work through a lot of that stuff and make more room to start targeting our childhood trauma and kind of what got us here in the first place through no fault of our own, um, it helps a lot. Because I'll tell you right now, in two years, I mean, I haven't really dated anybody in two years. I've met people. I've had friends. I've had this. I've had that. I have not felt the abandonment wound one time because I've done a lot of work on it and validated myself. Little Lindsay done a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, understood why my parents are or were the way that they were. Um, and it's really helped me a lot. And I truly don't feel like, I mean, I don't know. I truly don't feel like that abandonment wound would repeat. That doesn't mean that like if I was dating someone that I really liked and we broke up, I wouldn't cry and wouldn't be sad, but I wouldn't be like, I'm being like just that extra layer of your childhood trauma trying to take over the current moment isn't there anymore, hopefully, eventually. So, okay. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I have a lot to do today because like I said, I'm moving. So I've got to run around. I've got to run errands, have to get some things settled and then I have to work later. So thank you for hanging out to me, with me today. Um, like I said, I hope this was helpful. Reach out to me, go to my website, lindsaygiman.com. You can find me on all my social media, Lindsay Gimmon Coaching. I'm here. Um, please go do something nice for yourself. I know this is not fun. It's not easy to talk about. Um, it's not, it's not easy for me to sit here and be like, yeah, I act like a total, I acted like a total, just like desperate weirdo when my abuser was getting ready to be someone else. That's like, sucks. I wish that I never felt that way or went through those motions and things like that. But also if me going through those motions and feeling that way and feeling yucky and feeling crazy and feeling like I'm the problem helps you to work through yours absolutely. I'll do it all day, every day. Well, not really, because I have other things to do, but I will continue to do this. Aw. Hey, there's Pip. If you're on YouTube, say goodbye to Pip. <laughs> um, anyway, go do something nice for yourself and go drink some water. I'll be back next week with more.